everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. I'm here with Mike Allgaier, who has worked with Destinations International, and it has a lot to do with sending people um, into the into ministry. How did you first get involved in going at helping to send people out so that they can make more disciples? We uh, I was pastoring a church, and we had a couple from our uh, congregation that was uh, serving under DNI, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was getting their information, seeing there was uh, a request for uh, people to help on the administrative team in member care. And uh, thought that at first was for me to pass on as a pastor. I would pass those kind of, and uh, the Lord told me very clearly, that's for you. Was not looking for something else to do, but God changed the <laughs> calling, and yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah, and okay, so are you still a pastor now? No. You're not anymore? No. Okay, but you were at that at po- point. At that point in time, okay. I was pastoring Inner City Mission Church, yes. Okay, and so now you would serve on the administrative team with Destinations, is that correct? Is that okay, correct. Yeah. gotcha. Okay, very good. And how long have you been in this new position? Uh, we are on our fifth year. When I first heard your presentation, it w- there were some new concepts here as far as churches being the sending agent for 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 people going into ministry can you just elaborate more on that like like what does that look like and and what's the biblical basis for doing it that way as opposed to say some other model of someone going into service i'm a very strong believer that when god calls an individual um to uh, a work uh that it is an extension of the congregation his home congregation, and uh, that calling also needs to be also felt by the congregation. Mm-hmm. And the congregation then sends uh, those that are called. Uh, a very good biblical example of that we find in Acts 13, where Paul and Barnabas were uh, called to go uh, share the gospel among the Gentiles. It says that as the church was worshiping, the Holy Spirit spoke. And then called out Paul and Barnabas to go. And then it says, as they prayed and fasted, that the church then laid hands on them and sent that. And that's really a beautiful concept when we think about that. Uh, the, The congregation sharing that call. And that's where we get the concept of it's an extension of the church. And it's so important. Uh, for that uh, to be in tune, the church be in tune with the calling. Mm-hmm. Or even sometimes the church does the calling and send oh, it. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, when there's opportunities, it, it's, it's, it's that of finding gifts and talents that the Lord gives each individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing when that can really work together. What would you say are some first steps that a home congregation can take in getting involved in that process and in actually sending that person? Where, where, where should they begin? The person that feels called or the couple that feels called need to share that calling. They need to share that calling with their leadership team. And then as the leadership team processes that with that person or couple, and it should be presented early on so that the body of believers can be praying about this and hearing the Holy Spirit. It's that of, of really a working together. And, in, and that's how it becomes an extension of the, of the congregation. That, that, 
goes really well with the next question then, because what responsibility does the person who sent or, or the missionary, what responsibility do they have to their home congregation then? Those that are sent uh, obviously need to be in tune with the senders, the home congregation, and the senders need to be in tune with those that they send. Uh, it's a, it's a two-way communication, and it needs to start early on. It's very clear in the scriptures that God gives each one of us gifts and talents for the edification of the body. It's that of working together in God's kingdom. And when we look at that account there in Acts 13, mm -hmm. uh, it says that Paul and Barnabas, when they came back, shared and rehearsed Mm -hmm. of all that God has done. Today we live in an age of technology. <laughs> and we sure. we have instant, uh, I mean, many different platforms that we use, mm -hmm. uh, instant communication around the world. And we don't have to wait till we come back to rehearse all that God has done. Oh, it's good to do that when, when the person does come back in everyday life. And it keeps mm -hmm. those that send them in tune with what God is doing. Again, that's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Even those that sent need to communicate with the sender. What's happening? Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful when that can happen. So we were talking about all this responsibility for sending people, staying engaged while they're gone. But what happens when that person comes home then? What should the church's role be in that? The church needs to take care of that person or persons when they return even a family, to think about the children, to make those adjustments. And it depends on where they were serving. It, it's sad when we see uh, a congregation uh, almost expect a return missionary to just fall right in place immediately. Hmm. Uh, when there's so many cultural changes, so many different types of stresses, if the sending congregation isn't in tune with that, it even adds more stress. And so yeah, it's a huge sure, responsibility. Sure. The work doesn't start, mm -hmm. and neither does the work stop when they return from mm -hmm. an assignment. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it continues on. If they didn't do a good job in staying in tune and really helping them as they sent them, mm -hmm. they're not going to do a good job when they return. Yeah. <laughs> because mm -hmm. that's not where they're going to start. It needs to happen long before yeah. that. You know, just think when they left, mm -hmm. it was a certain way to come back three years later, uh, as with DNI. And just think about how much change happens in three years. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that can be cushioned by continuous communication. It doesn't start when they return. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad time to start. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes really. If it good didn't sense. happen while they were on the field, it's not going to happen when they return. Yeah. Don't neglect the children. When the children aren't happy, mama's not happy. When mama's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. So what, what advice would you give to someone who feels very strongly that they're called to go serve in another country or with a different people group and do maybe, maybe especially in a, a case where they want to go long term, but their church doesn't really share that, doesn't share the vision and said, so, no, we're, we're not really interested in you doing that. I've worked with a lot of people that felt called. I've seen a lot of bad experiences with people that feel called and that calling isn't shared. At that point, it takes some real, number one, inner reflection. How do I process that call? Uh, what is God 
what is God's timing in that call? And maybe God's timing is different than my time. And when we get a call from the Lord, we get all excited about it. And we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. But there may yeah. be a lot of preparation. I've known people that felt a call that that call didn't actually materialize till maybe 10 years later. We have to, in reflection, we have to be very careful. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to run ahead of God, but neither do we want to lag behind Him. Mm -hmm. To be in step with the, with the Lord. Would you say it's not an option to send someone if they don't have a home church that's behind them? Or, or where, where do you draw the line there? Uh, we don't have a hard policy on that, but uh, we like to see that happen. We really want the congregation's blessing to see. Yeah, and I mean, that, and that's a valuable thing, you know, when that person's on the field, knowing that their church has blessed this and is behind them and is praying for them, that's worth a lot. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really needed mm -hmm. uh, to take care of the, those that are sent. So would you say there there would perhaps be times, though, where you would send someone whose home church isn't necessarily going to send them? Or should maybe that person consider going to another church that would be willing? Um, and that, again, that gets very sticky. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> Proceed with caution. Try to discern uh, what is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, why isn't the calling affirmed? Mm -hmm. How strong is the calling that the person has? Mm -hmm. uh, is it the right timing? Uh, is the congregation in tune? Are the congregation are really worshiping the Lord, Prayer, praying and fasting? Are they seeking <laughs> uh, after the Lord? Are they entrenched in everyday life? And just life is just happening and it's not thriving. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. For more information, you can go to our website at anabaptistperspectives.org, where we have a blog, and this material is also available in video form on YouTube and Facebook, both under the name Anabaptist Perspectives. This podcast is also available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Anchor. We would love to hear your feedback, so if you have any thoughts on something that was shared on this show, please let us know. Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We invite you to join our monthly partner program. Monthly partners are key to the financial sustainability of Anabaptist Perspectives. Partners also gain access to bonus content, including our exclusive podcast where we respond to audience questions and comments. Sign up at anabaptistperspectives.org.